Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, guys, before we jump into the show, I want to give a shout out to our friends over at Strava Craft Coffee who have us up and ready to go this morning. And if you use the code DNVR25 when you get your Strava Craft Coffee, they're going to hook you up with 25% off your first order. Then once you have it and you realize how much you love it, sign up for a Strava Craft Coffee subscription. They'll send it straight to your door every two, four, six, or eight weeks, and you'll continue to get 20% off every single order. You won't have to worry about running out of coffee. You don't have to worry about putting in your credit card info. Just get that rich, tasty CBD-infused coffee sent straight to your door. It's Strava Craft Coffee. It's awesome. Check them out. dnvr and we are live from studio a here at the dnvr bar the a stands for a lot of confidence coming out of vegas for the denver broncos we'll talk about that here in just a second but first a shout out to our presenting sponsor msu denver msu denver.edu slash online is where you want to check them out and msu denver online is the place to go if you want to work a full-time job and further your education because students that attend MSU Denver online work twice as many hours as students attending any other college institution. It is the perfect place to go if that's what you're looking for. So check them out, msudenver.edu slash online. My boys, what's up? We're all back together talking about the 2-0 Denver Broncos. The 2-0 Denver Broncos that Vegas is saying... are a legit contender in the AFC. That is at least what the numbers would suggest. Let me get the most updated numbers because we talked about this. Uh, Yes, do you have them already? I've got it right here, Ryan. So, Mace, you haven't looked at them yet. Where well, I'm you, about to. Where, well, well, well he already I already talked about it before the show. Yeah. Oh, so he knows the other four teams ahead of him. Oh, he does not that, know the other that's, four teams. Okay. That, that's where I was going to go at. So, so in the AFC, Broncos we know were fifth. Yeah. Who's ahead of them? Kansas City. Okay. Buffalo. Okay. Cleveland. Okay. And, ooh, 
Baltimore. Yes. Boom. There you go. Those are the four <laughs> Broncos right now. The fifth favorite sitting at plus 1,000 to win the AFC. Yeah, plus 1,000. And what's most surprising to me here, Zach, is the proximity between four and five and the proximity between five and six. Mm. What what Vegas is telling me with these numbers, and specifically DraftKings Sportsbook in this uh, scenario, what DraftKings is telling me is the Broncos are part of the top tier, meaning it goes Chiefs plus 250, Bills plus 450, Ravens plus 650, Browns plus 800, Broncos plus 1,000. That's a staircase. I think it's like there's a top three, and then there's a second tier with the Broncos and the Browns. Okay, fair. And then a massive drop-off. Either way, they're saying they're in a higher tier than all of the middle of the pack in the AFC. Including the Raiders. Including the Raiders. Which is interesting because, obviously, people are betting from everywhere, but there's always that Vegas proximity. And you could argue that even though the Raiders' games were closer, that they have a pair of of more impressive wins than the Broncos do at this point. What I was going to say, though, is... It's not even close with the Raiders. The difference between one and two is 200 points. The difference between two and three is 200 points. The difference between three and four is 150 points. The difference between four and five is 200 points. That's a, you know, even... Then what DraftKings is saying is massive drop. 3x down to plus 1,600 where the Tennessee Titans sit. And... Look, I'm not saying, you know, go bet the house on this or anything. I'm just saying this is shocking to me that that DraftKings and you're you're seeing similar odds across, you know, all of the places are saying Broncos legit, legit case to be an AFC contender. Titans, no. Yeah, I mean, pretty much exactly. And we talked about the Raiders guys. Yeah. Plus 2,200. So Broncos have over double the odds to be to, to, to win the AFC according to Las Vegas. What is happening here? Because you would, no one could make the argument that Vegas hasn't been more impressive than the Broncos at this point. But what have we said about the Raiders for years now? Right, with they Derek Carr, hard, hard with hot with, start. Yeah, yeah, hot start, and then also just kind of frauds. You know, they can look good at times in the season, but are they really contenders? No one really believes it, and that's exactly staying true here. Well, also, we're talking so about the chance. We're talking about playoff success in these odds, right? Because it's talking about winning the AFC, right, going right. to the Super Bowl. What travels in the playoffs? What gives you a chance mm. to succeed anywhere you go? Defense. Yes. And that's what the Broncos have that appears to be better than any of these other teams that we're talking about right now. They appear to have a better defense. Right. They've given up two legit touchdowns in right. two games. Ten, the defense, even if you count that throwaway touchdown the Giants had in the last play, the defense has accounted for 10 points allowed per game so far this season. And I don't care who it's against. If you're allowing two NFL teams 10 points a game, you're doing something. I mean, and for both of them, if you look at their averages over the last couple of years, you're allowing about eight points below the average. So let's say the Broncos go against Kansas City and hold them to eight points below their average. That's what, 22, 23 points? That keeps you in the game. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And and, and that is what the Broncos, mm-hmm. mu- what Vegas must be looking at because yeah. you have the Chargers who probably don't have as good of a defense as the Broncos. Mm-hmm. But Not yet. Have a better defense than the Raiders, right? 
Yes. With, mm-hmm. Without a doubt, the Chargers are 1-1. One one. They don't have the impressive wins that the Raiders have, and they're above the Raiders. They're at plus 1,800. Uh, and if you look at the other teams that, that are in here, they all have good defenses or, like, superstar quarterbacks. Right. It, mm-hmm. It's it's wild. But maybe the Broncos have a superstar quarterback. Mm-hmm. At least that's, Easy. Easy. That's the way people are feeling <laughs> around here right now, and we'll talk about that a little bit more in the second segment. Does Vegas – and DraftKings Sportsbook, do they think that the Broncos have a superstar quarterback? I don't know. We'll see. Um, but you're right. I, I just – this is so much movement that you can't, like, say, oh, a bunch of people must be betting this. I don't think that's the case. I don't think – you know, even Broncos fans, I don't think, are, like, running to their sportsbook app to bet on the Broncos to win the AFC now that they're 2-0. and um, So this is legitimate belief. Now – what I think this is is a little bit of protection uh, for DraftKings and the others here. What they're saying is, okay, well, they're definitely beating the Jets, right? Yep, 3-0. Um, and, and, Mace, what was the stat you just dropped about the Broncos when they were 11-point favorites? Yeah, the 11-point favorites are more since 1978. They're 38-6. and six. However, they did lose the last game. They were an 11-plus <laughs> point favor. That was against the Giants back in 17. Ah, uh, we all remember that yes. one. Yes. Um, so they know they're going to beat the Jets. Um, or at least they're betting on the fact that they're going to beat the yep. Jets. So then they're saying, okay, well, there might be more interest coming then. And then mm-hmm. what's going to happen is they're going to get to play the team that is just two spots ahead of them here. If the Broncos beat the Ravens, then all hell is going to break loose when it comes to the Broncos hype train. Mm-hmm. And I think what they're saying now is they are building in a little bit of, okay, we know they're going to be three and zero. That's going to gain some protection, and a lot of people are might be looking and saying, "Hey, the Broncos are going to be three and zero. You know, teams that go three and zero make the playoffs. What seventy five percent of the time? Yep. Yeah. Um. So and actually, if you count that, now we're at fourteen playoff teams, and so there's a seventh seed. Probably it's like close to eighty five percent of the time that if you start three and zero, you're going to be in those top seven teams. Right. So they're, they're saying, okay, shape. a lot of people are going to start to talk about the Broncos as a playoff team. And smart bettors might be getting ahead of this and saying, hey, if I can get the Broncos at where should they probably be here? Probably right around the Raiders at plus 2200, right? Then when they make the playoffs, I'm going to have a big buyout. And like I said, professional bettors are looking at this stuff all the time. They're looking at, you know, metrics like, okay, if you're 3-0, and you're going to make the playoffs mm-hmm. from 75 to 85% of the time. Right. Uh, and so in, in you know that if the Broncos, especially behind potentially the number one defense in the NFL, if they make the playoffs, there will be buzz around them being a very dangerous team, especially if Teddy Bridgewater continues to play at a very high rate. And so to put this in perspective, what it looks like on the NFC side is guys, the Broncos have the fifth-best odds to win the AFC at plus 1,000. The Seahawks have the fifth-best odds in the NFC to win the NFC at plus 1,000. So they're saying that the Broncos and the Seahawks in their respective conferences are the same. That's pretty big compliment when you look at the quarterback that the Seattle Seahawks have. Now, the Broncos, in some people's eyes, are kind of built the complete opposite of the Seahawks. Great defense, uh, a a lot of surrounding pieces around the quarterback, and then some people still aren't sold on the quarterback. Seahawks, their defense, 
uh, yeah, not very good at all. Collapsed. Great quarterback, Sunday. and they they do have yeah. some weapons uh, around Russ as well. But I mean, that's what we're talking about right mm-hmm. now. And I think a lot of people, you know, some people say you need a great defense. Some people say you need a superstar quarterback. But the Broncos are in that conversation. You know what? I'm looking at the NFC, and I'm seeing the Cardinals at 14 to one, and they wallop the Titans. The Titans on the other side in the AFC are 16 to one. The Cardinals are 14 to one. The card. That looks like kind of the sneaky number that maybe you want to get in on. It's funny because Arizona. Andre Simone brought this up on on bets yesterday, yeah. talking about that. I like Packers plus seven hundred. Um, now that they're you know they, back on track and everyone got that bad taste. We knew out that was going to happen though, didn't we? Uh, did you know in the that, first half though, or in the first half were you starting you, to say, uh oh? No, you, you I was really worried about out. their defense in the first half. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I could I could sense that Aaron was definitely in a much better place than he was last week. Yeah, right. Um, so yeah, this is really interesting stuff, and the Broncos just just seeing it is is like I don't know, just it's kind of mind blowing to me. Um, but I think there's a lot of belief, and I talked about this yesterday on the show. You're seeing national sites put out power rankings with the Broncos in the top ten. Yahoo had him at number nine. Should Yahoo, yeah. Should that be shocking? Should that be something where people are surprised about? Because guys, there's two undefeated teams left in the AFC. It's the it's the Las Vegas Raiders and the Denver Broncos. The only two are in the AFC West right now. And then you can make uh, a strong argument that you know the Kansas City Chiefs are the best one and one team, but the Broncos have a better record, so shouldn't they? be in in the top 10 because you look at the nfc and there's what one two three four there's five undefeated teams so broncos are one of seven undefeated teams right why they have a one a, game lead on the rest of the of mm-hmm. the conference why is it a surprise that that they're in the top 10 because they have, it's it's also not like they've just been squeaking by in these games they've really been beating down these teams they've played to even more impressive than than the outcome would say it's a surprise to me because no one has respected the broncos for about five years now and rightfully so and right and the, that's what i was gonna mm. say and they were right right so to me you would think there would be a lot more national pause on uh, you know anyone who's detracting from the broncos right now has a perfect case that's just built in for them they didn't beat anyone and they're right mm. so to me i was much expecting that there would be no hype surrounding the broncos until that ravens game depending on the result and i think even if the broncos came out of that ravens game three and one but they went toe-to-toe with them. I thought, okay, that that's when people will wake up to the Broncos. The fact that, you know, they beat two crap teams and it's not just Broncos country giving them credit is, is shocking to me just based on the past history of the last five years. Yeah, and, and that that's very fair. But now I guess we can, at least right now, say that the nation isn't disrespecting the Broncos, right? I mean, it's not Vegas. It's not these these uh, power rankings. I mean, yeah. Wouldn't you agree, Mace? I, I would. I mean, that, now that being said, I in the back of my mind, we're talking about starting off with a couple of, of big wins over lesser teams. And I had this flashback to a Tampa Bay team that opened <laughs> by winning its games 23-7 and 31-3, and they were 2-0, and and they went 5-11. and And so I'm, I, I briefly had like this – really bad flashback there so wait hoping that and and i'm like i really i don't think this team is going to do that but that that's another reason why i'm kind of surprised at uh the love that they're getting because it would be perfectly fair after the last four or five seasons to be incredibly skeptical especially since in those previous 
five seasons, you started out 2-0 and three times. Yeah, and, and I think that's something that Broncos fans, yeah. I think I think the nation may be higher on the Broncos than some Broncos fans, not all Broncos fans, because a lot of Broncos fans want to buy into Teddy, but there's people, I mean, Mace, I mean, you're a little more skeptical that, that, than the national people here, uh, and I think some Broncos <laughs> fans don't forget the 4-0 start in 2016, don't forget the, the 3-1 and start in 2017. The one for me is McDaniel, 6-0, and mm-hmm. um, because that was the one that everyone said, okay, well, if they beat the Patriots... Then we really have to start paying attention. And then they did it. Well, and it was started like, with the Cowboys, remember, when right. the Dallas came in. And that Dallas game, was kind of, that was the fourth game, right? Kind of analogous yeah. to the Ravens game. And the Cowboys were really good at that time. And that's, and that's when the ball started to really roll. Right. And, and this is, you know, that's the classic, like, scorned yeah. lovers. And it's, it's yeah. everyone singing, oh, gosh, I've felt this before. That's the one that sticks out to me because it's like they did the thing that everyone said, okay, if they do that, then they're legit. And then it all fell mm-hmm. apart insanely. So it's, I don't know, it's just an interesting dynamic that's happening here. And I think you're right, Zach. I think there's a lot, like, you know, I read our YouTube comments every day, which is terrible exercise. Yeah, bad way um, to go. Uh, you know, I look, at, I look at the Facebook stuff, I, and I'm obviously seeing all the mentions on Twitter. There are a lot of Broncos fans who are saying they haven't beat anyone. Teddy still sucks, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think you're getting that a lot in the national media. Now, one thing that I think is in their favor is everyone loves Teddy. <laughs> yeah. Everyone loves Teddy. Yeah. And every national media person wants to talk about Teddy. Yeah. And they've all met him, you know, probably across his travels from team to team. They all love him. They all want to talk about him. They all want him to succeed. And so I think, you know, I haven't watched in a while, but I assume if you turn on Good Morning Football, they're they're cheering for Teddy, mm-hmm. you know. And I assume when you could turn on, uh, you know, Sunday primetime or whatever they they call those shows these days, um, we don't watch those, right? <laughs> yeah, we watch the tailgate. <laughs> uh, they're saying, you know, the they're saying, you know, oh, oh, Teddy Bridgewater, this is so great for him. I'm so happy for him, and I think that's helping the ball get rolling a little he, bit. He makes people feel good. I mean, my mother was watching the, the game on Sunday, and she says. I love I love Teddy. Like she just says, I I love him as a person. Like he's always smiling. He's all like she pointed out uh, the thing that I noted on Twitter that he, when Bradley Chubb got hurt, he's the one that's putting his arm, his hand on his shoulder and you know consoling him as he goes to the sideline. Uh, you know, I, my mom also says of Teddy, he's a cutie. <laughs> you can imagine a 70 something English woman talking about Teddy Bridgewater. So, oh, he's a cutie. I just want to give him a hug. And I'm, but <laughs> he's very huggable. On a, on a, on a visceral level. I le- also want to give yeah, him a hug. The opposite yeah. of a punch in the face. Right. Yes. <laughs> on a visceral level, whether it's media or fans view- viewing it from outside of Denver, I think he just makes people feel good. And then when you factor in what he overcame over the last five years. It's just, I mean, it's, it's, it's an incredible comeback story if he succeeds. Yeah. And it hits, it hits people right here. One month ago, guys, we still didn't know who the Broncos' starting quarterback was. How crazy is that? Then now Teddy isn't just like, 
oh, okay, I guess he's good enough for this Broncos team. He is the conversation. He is what people want to talk about. He is what's giving this fan base hope for Ryan potentially cashing out on a thousand uh on plus a thousand odds to win the AFC right now yeah and I might want to talk about cashing out on some even larger odds Mm. um but first I want to remember or remind you guys that this weekend is the first official DNVR tailgate Mm. and this thing is going to pop Um, There's so much fan excitement right now. So many people I know are going to the game. It's really the first time I can remember in a while where the Broncos game is a hot ticket. Um, It's like the talk of the town. Usually the talk is, "Eh, I might go. I don't know. I'll check the apps before the game and see if I can get some cheap tickets. I want to watch Red Zone because I want to see scoring. Yeah, And going to the Broncos game, you don't get that. There's a lot of that over the last five years. Completely gone. Everyone I know is talking about man, I'm, I think I might want to try and score some tickets to the Broncos game this week. Or if they have tickets, they're absolutely going. And so if you're going, you got to come by the DNVR tailgate. It yep. is going to be basically, if you know the west entrance of the stadium, right? Where, so we're talking about tailgate at the game. Oh, yes, at the game. Yep. Yeah, Don't get confused between the digital tailgate and the physical tailgate. I know it can be confusing. Um, I get confused. Um, so the west entrance of the stadium, right, is, you know, you're facing the city. Um directly west of the west entrance is federal right off of 18th and federal is sports fan which is a really cool store they've got all sorts of awesome gear in there um probably you might want to just buy some gear on your way into the tailgate and in their back parking lot is where we're going to have the dnvr tailgate it is going to be catered by sexy pizza all you can eat sexy pizza it's going to of course have coolers and coolers full of breckenridge brews yep and it is going to be an absolute party so make sure you come to that but if you're thinking man i just i don't know how i'm gonna get to the stadium uber charges are so intense during the games i want to have a lot of those breck brews. right right i don't want to worry about driving come to the dnvr bar before and for just 10 extra bucks we will take you from the bar to the game and the best part to me after the game you get back on the bus they'll bring it back to the bar because if you've gone to any of these games Leaving the game is way more of a nightmare than getting there, yep. especially if you don't have a car. And I guarantee you, you won't find parking for 10 bucks or cheaper. No. You won't find an Uber. You won't find parking. I mean, for, pro- probably for 3x that. All you can eat pizza, that's probably worth your 30 bucks or your 20 bucks if you go down there. Right. All you can drink beer, it's worth your 30 bucks. And then uh, just parking down there is definitely worth your 30. You get three for one. Three for one. It's going to be an absolute blast. So uh, check it out. You can actually buy your tickets on dnvrlocker.com like mm-hmm. i said 20 bucks to go to the tailgate if you don't need the ride 30 bucks for the ride getting the, the ride for 10 bucks uh in there is an insane deal and honestly all of it together is a great deal so check it out and also go to the dnvr locker get the teddy Ooh. t-shirt that we just dropped it's a hot commodity so you don't want to miss out oh there it is doing a little teddy strut right there i love it and guys something else i love is we've been talking about it all morning. DraftKings Sportsbook, the best place to get odds. I think they're giving a little extra love to the Broncos, too, than other places out there. So make sure to go to DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DNVR to get this insane deal, guys. If you bet on any football game this weekend, you'll get uh, you'll receive $150 in free bets instantly. That's all you have to do. Bet on any football game this weekend, you get $150 in free bets and guys those free bets you can do 
right away, win money, and then your account just explodes from the second you get in. Maybe you want to put one of those free bets on a little plus 1,000 for the Broncos or maybe a little Teddy Bridgewater MVP talk, which we'll get into in just a second. So head head to the App Store now, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use promo code DNVR to get $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet this weekend. Over at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. You said, RK, we're going to have Breck Brews at the tailgate. Mm-hmm. Coolers Many. upon coolers upon coolers. Yes. Upon not, coolers. Not going to run out. You know, uh, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to chat. I don't want to make this a challenge. It's going I want people to, be, to make yeah. it into the game, but it's okay. going to be close. Well, here's the thing: you can get the Breck Brews there if you are on the tailgate bus to the stadium and back. You can come back to the DMVR bar and get some more yes, Breckenridge Brews, and of course, or if you're outside of Denver and you can't be at the tailgate, you're just going to watch on television, but you want to feel like you're here then go and get some of those Breckenridge brews. You can find out where to get some of those delicious Breckenridge beers by checking out the Breck Beer Locator on their website. The odds are that you are probably not too far from some place that has those delicious Breckenridge brews. I saw them for sale uh, in the Tampa area this weekend as well, this past mm. weekend. You can find them pretty much anywhere, maybe not anywhere, but not too far from where you are. So check that out. And you can feel like you're in Denver. You can feel like you're you're right here cheering on the Broncos and get that taste of Colorado wherever you go. And of course, if you're here in Denver, check out the farmhouse, their restaurant down in Littleton. You can use the code DNVR and get $5 off your order. Great deal. So call 303-803-1380 from noon to 8 p.m. for pickup. Use that code DNVR, get $5 off if you want to eat in. No problem. They, you can do it right there. It's socially distanced, all set up. You can have a great meal, great time over at the farmhouse. If you can't get to the DMVR bar, the farmhouse is the next best thing. There you go. All right, we've got some super chats rolling in here. Kale, what do we got? All right. Oh, first one here from Greg S. Hey, y'all. A little off topic, but with Jewel out, what do you think of Sternad and Browning? What do you guys think of Justin Sternad on Sunday? By the way, it is Sternad, not, not Sternad. Sternad. Uh, I've been saying it wrong. This is going to be a tough transition for me, but I got it right this I first I think time. Wake Forest had it as Sternad on its pronunciation guide. And the Broncos have it as Sternad. Yes. So I'm going to trust the Broncos. Uh, I assume they well, spoke to Justin about well, this. Well, Sternad, that, that lent, saying it that way, lends itself to some colorful nicknames. It does. Perhaps. Uh, so there we go. <laughs> Big Sternad. Yes. Um, <laughs> what do you think of Sternad? I thought he was pretty darn good coming mm-hmm. in last week and seeing his first NFL action. He didn't have a week to prepare for it. You know, just injury, go, we need you. And I thought he filled in pretty well. Obviously, Josie was playing out of his mind, so it was a little bit of a slight downgrade. But I think that his ceiling is really high. I think that having him out on the field and his speed is going to be very valuable, and I'm excited to see him. And also with with Baron Browning, he's still pretty far behind. I really expect him to, to take a big backseat this year, even with Josie out. So it's going to be Justin getting those reps. And then when you see Ronald Darby come back, it's going to be more of they will play a lot more dime. Well, here's the question I have for you guys. Now, we saw on Sunday when Sternad came in for Josie Jewell, and then they went to the dime sub package after that. It was Alexander Johnson who was the linebacker that stayed out there. But we know Stranad's better in coverage. So if you are Vic Fangio, do you think about having Stranad be the every down linebacker who just doesn't come off the field because his coverage abilities 
help that dime package. As soon as he trusts him. Right, right. As soon and, as he trusts him. And also, when Josie left, he was a play caller for defense. Alexander Johnson took over those play calling duties. Vic said he's he's comfortable in Sternod doing it, but still isn't sure who's going to do that. Whenever you see the green dot on Sternad, then it means he's that guy. Yeah, exactly. So, um, something to keep an eye out for, just mm-hmm. because I think it's going to take a couple weeks of trust. Um, all right. Next super chat. Another super right. chat coming in right now. <laughs> uh, from Donald. Uh, I took my 12-year-old stepson to the Jags game. He got 15 Broncos autographs, two and a half Ooh. sets of game gloves, this team is special on and off the field. Oh, how about wow. that? Yeah, that's pretty uh, pretty special. Yeah. Um, and, again, you know, this kind of goes into something um, of the Teddy conversation. I really love the way he's leading this team. You saw the video that came out from the Broncos of him kind of breaking it down. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen – this is silly, and I wanted to tweet it, but I was like, you're not going to be able to get the uh, nuance that you need. All the way down to the little detail of how he broke the huddle. When he said, say it like you mean it. Uh, and what was it? Together on three. Say mm-hmm. it like you mean it. Together on three. And then they said it like they meant it. And so many times I've seen breakdowns like that be so half-assed and so half-hearted. That I was like, oh, they're really listening to him. You know, they're really bought in. And, and again, it's such a little thing. Mm-hmm. But... You know, as Vic Fangio would say, those little things add up. They can add up the wrong way. They can also add up the right way. Emotional intelligence. It's like he knows exactly what the people around him need most. When, okay, like it's the offense is struggling in the second quarter. All right, well, this is the time to get everyone bouncing again. Let's, as we start our possession here, let's try to get the energy going because it's a little bit flat. You see, he sees Chubb hurt. He's out there to console him i mean and it's when garrett bowles is getting into the dust-ups with bradley chubb it's he's the one who's calming him down it's like he seems to know exactly what the moment requires emotionally all the time he's a leader he's just a uh, he has some natural leadership skills and actually it was even better than say it like you mean it it was mean it when you say it yeah which is actually even more meaningful because Say it like you mean it means you can just pretend to mean it. Mean it when you say it means you got to actually mean it. And again, it's a little, little tiny thing. But those things matter over the course you know, of a season. They, they build up. They add up. And it's exactly what Von Miller was talking about when he said, hey, I love those little pep talks. We need those. How about this? When Vic Fangio took over the team, they were a losing team. So the mindset was death by inches. We have to avoid death by inches. How about now when they're winning? It's success by inches, mm. and it's building on those things instead of trying to avoid death like the Broncos were when Vic got here. Now they're trying to actually have success. I mean, kind of a shocking thing, but that's what we're talking about. Growth by inches. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, <laughs> could be, uh, that could be interesting. Yeah. I mean, Are we talking about Bradley Chubb or what? Yeah. Okay. Or Stranet. Uh, last one <laughs> uh, from Simon. <laughs> What trade or free agent signing would make sense for the Broncos given the recent injuries and ample cap space? Mm. Good luck. They might need to add in the linebacker group, maybe, but I don't know what. Maybe. Remember last time they added in the linebacker room? Mm. Yes. You know, close to the beginning Mark of the season. Mark Barron. Yeah, former Never, first round pick. You know what he did? No snaps. He, One practice. Half a practice, mm. I think, yeah. maybe even. Yeah. Um, and so, so Simon, I think it's a, it's a very good question, fair question, but 
in the NFL, you don't late. really find these mm-hmm. save these saviors that are just available right now, or that teams are willing to give up for nothing. You just don't find it unless you're trading for somebody. I know somebody on my Twitter feed suggested C.J. Mosley, but the problem is that even though you do have cap space to make a move, you don't want to go into that cap space because you get to carry it over to next year and unless the circumstances change to where Drew Locke reemerges and is the quarterback in 2022, you are looking at a scenario where either you're drafting somebody or whether it's someone on your roster or someone you bring elsewhere is from elsewhere is going to get paid and you need that cap space. So I don't think that would be a prudent use of the resources here. You drafted Justin Stranad for a reason. Let him go out there and show why. I mean, if you're really looking to bring someone in, Todd Davis, he's in Denver right now. He's, he's hanging lit- around now. He literally in the Broncos. He did, he did retire. And that's what yeah. I'm saying. No. Those are the type of guys that you're finding in free Literally agency. at Bronco, the Broncos facility on Sunday because he's doing the post-game show on the Broncos' social media channels. Really? Phil Milani and yeah. Todd Davis are do a, a game a game breakdown. He's doing it for the rest of the season. But, I mean, he's, he's in town, but... He's pursuing other things, like he's gotten his real estate license. No, but that's my yeah. point. Right, is that yeah. these he's, are the yeah. guys you're talking yes. about. Right, exactly. But he's moving on with his life's work. But I no, mean, Sean Marino, also available if you want to pluck <laughs> anyone from yeah. the real estate ranks. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, I want to go back to DraftKings Sportsbook here, just because again, it's an interesting way to frame this conversation. Uh, I guess if the Broncos are going to win the AFC, I believe Teddy Bridgewater is going to have to play at an MVP caliber level and so as soon as I saw those odds I I thought to myself man what are the odds for Teddy MVP and I was actually a little bit surprised at how low they are now again this is crazy talk to be having after like you just mentioned Zach three weeks ago he wasn't even the starting quarterback (laughs) now he's at least in the conversation so have you already looked at the uh at the people or the number he he stands at I have okay so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelfth. He is twelfth in the rankings for MVP right now, at plus thirty-five hundred. Now again, do I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to have a better season than Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford, Josh Allen? The list goes on. Not necessarily, but in the same way I mentioned how betters might bet something to just ride it and then potentially get out at the right time. I think there might actually be some value here because again, if all goes to plan, Teddy should kill it this week again. Yep. So there's a, you know, let's just live in a world where he has his, he actually has his best game at home. So it's 350 yards and three touchdowns and zero interceptions. Now he has to be taken seriously in this conversation as he sits there with seven touchdowns, zero interceptions, again, on pace for over 5,000 yards. I just think this is a more interesting bet from a value perspective. Two things I love about this. When we talked about value with the Broncos, you were saying how the big drop-off happened after the Broncos in terms of winning the AFC West. There's a big drop-off right before Teddy Bridgewater, which means the value is better. Mm -hmm. There's a big drop-off. Derek Carr is 11th. Derek Carr's tied with Justin Herbert. Interesting. Two AFC West quarterbacks there at 2,500. Then it's So Teddy's dead last among AFC West starting quarterbacks in MVP odds. And they're all in the top 12. Shows you just (laughs) how good of a division they are right now. And then so 2,500 for Derek Carr and Herbert. 
Then a thousand later, you get Teddy Bridgewater at 3,500. So in terms of value, I love that. And then something else I love, guys. So Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, the only people are they're right above Teddy at 2,500. The next guy, Aaron Rodgers. Teddy Bridgewater is only three spots out of Aaron Rodgers in the MVP conversation. And at least for right now, Broncos didn't have to trade anything in order to get the same quarterback play. Actually, right now, better quarterback play <laughs> than Aaron Rodgers, although Aaron Rodgers did have a nice bounce back. But to me, that's shocking. That's shocking that not just people are so high on Teddy here, but that the nation is so high on him. Yeah, and, and that is that narrative that I mentioned before, how everyone in the national media wants Teddy to do well, is actually my favorite part about this bet. Because the narrative, if he keeps playing well... People are going to start backing him up in this, and they're going to say, this guy came in and took a team with five straight losing seasons, and he's got them 3-0, 4-0, 5-0 potentially. Again, you know, this is living in the top-level world that can happen. But if, if he continues this, and quality of opponent has to be considered. I'm not trying to throw that away. I'm just saying if, if he can build on this, because the Broncos are lucky that he got a second preseason here, mm-hmm. um, is what I'm calling these first three games. Um if he can build on that, the national narrative will back him. They he, will be behind him in this. People love a Cinderella story. And if Bridgewater and the Broncos do well, it's a Cinderella story that evokes a little bit of Kurt Warner and the Rams when they came out of nowhere 22 years mm-hmm. ago. And they built that and they built that momentum pretty quickly and all of a sudden Kurt Warner went from, you know, an anonymous guy who was once a grocery bagger from the Arena League to being a legit MVP candidate. Now, it's, I'm probably overstating things for Teddy to make the Kurt Warner comparison, but that's just how these things get perceived in terms of, and again, this is something that's, even though there's a lot of good data to show that Teddy Bridgewater is doing good things, this is an emotional thing. This is, this is, this is tugging at the heartstrings. Yeah, more, d- it's getting the heart more than the mind. And let's say at the end of the season he has, you know, the fifth best stats of any quarterback, Mm -hmm. but it's by far the best story. Mm -hmm. I think you might have a case there. And I think the voters might want to, how does the MVP voting work in the NFL? Is it? It's 50, it's 50 media members, 50 media members. That's that's how it works. Yes. Those people, don't you think they'd rather give it to Teddy than Patrick Mahomes again, or Lamar Jackson again? That's something that Teddy has on his side. Tom Brady's won these. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has won these. Just looking guys above him. Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson. Now, you do have a decent amount of guys that are above him that haven't won. But that is something that we see. Bill Belichick, uh, for a long time, probably should have been coach of the year every single year. And they just, they got burnt. What does he have? Two coach of the years? Three coach of the years? Something like that? zero. He has zero. That would be crazy. <laughs> no, he's if he, that's ha- the he, case. he has he has one. he has won it. I, I yeah. know he has. But okay. so yeah, that that does play into it. But I mean, again, I'm not saying this is a likelihood. I'm saying there is a world in which I can see it happening. You were saying that you still like the Packers at, at their plus seven hundred. I just I see Patrick Mahomes as the MVP at plus five fifty, and I'm thinking, I, I thought it would be like plus two fifty right there. Hmm, and interesting. Let, let, let's quickly talk about other value from Broncos players, guys. Guess who, at least in my quick assessment here, guess who's second in Broncos MVP odds? Cortland Sutton. Did you look? 
Yeah, I did. Oh, come oh. on. <laughs> I, I didn't look. Out. No, I had I had this open because I went all the way down. And I saw. Hey, hey, no, no, stop. Stop there. Stop there. You're yeah. going to give it away. So Cortland Sutton plus 1,500. Yeah. Or plus 15,000. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, so Mace already knows this. Who would be next? Von Miller. Nope. There's no Von on the list. Shocks me. It's got to be an offensive player yep, then? Yep, it does have to be an offensive Melvin player. Melvin Gordon? Ding, 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 ding. Yep, Melvin Gordon. He's got a 100-yard game with a touchdown as well. And from what I saw, maybe maybe May saw something else, there's one more person on here who is tied for <laughs> the biggest odds the DraftKings Sportsbook is offering. Along with Melvin Gordon. Melvin also has that number? Yes. Okay. Um... There's a bunch of guys league-wide with this number. By Is the it Javante? Nope. No. Yeah, think, right side of the ball. Noah Fant? Nope, nope. Get creative. <laughs> Get creative here. Tim Patrick? What? Okay, th- this, do you want me to give it away? Sure. With the hint? This position wins MVP. Oh, Drew Locke? <laughs> yes, oh Drew Locke. God. You can bet on Drew Locke to be the MVP of the NFL. At but not 20. Von Miller. Not Von no. Miller. What's interesting is Isn't that, that yeah, yeah, Drew really Locke is backing up and Zach Wilson is starting. They have the same odds. They have the same odds. <laughs> it's pretty hard to come back from, what, zero touchdowns, seven interceptions or whatever he's yeah. at right now? Drew Locke should have better odds than Zach Wilson, even though he's he's on the bench. Right. I mean, it's so much easier to come back from zero, zero than it is zero to seven. Is that, does he have zero touchdowns so far? Did, I, he didn't have any this past. I, know I was, thought he had one against the Panthers okay. in week one. So, so one, one in seven. seven. Yeah. Oof. That's impossible. No. Yeah. Well, he could, if he, yeah, I mean, it's not going to happen. It's impossible. <laughs> He's, Peyton's got to be keeping a close eye here. He's got a chance to beat Peyton's record. Yes, he does. He certainly does. So does Trevor Lawrence. Yep. Now Trevor's at five through two. and Yeah, and, Trevor's at four yeah. touchdowns, five picks through two. And honestly, remember Peyton had 26 and 28 as a rookie. The vibes I'm getting on Trevor Lawrence is that his touchdown-interception ratio is going to look a lot like Peyton's. He's going to have a bunch of TDs and a bunch of picks. The, I don't know if Zach Wilson's going to have a bunch of touchdowns like Trevor Lawrence will. Because the thing that helps Lawrence is, and we, we saw it on Sunday, he's making some high-level throws and he's got some good targets. We were, we were off. I, I yeah. thought he had three touchdowns in the first – or three interceptions in the first game. He just had one. Okay, okay, so he's at five picks. So two to five is what he's at right now. Two to five. So they're both at five. Do we remember what Peyton's number was? 20-something? 28. 28 picks, 26 touchdowns, I believe, as a rookie. I mean, he's on pace for it. Yeah, they're both on pace yep. for it. Yeah. The Broncos <laughs> yeah. could do Peyton a favor this week and, <laughs> you know, get three more. Yep, they certainly could. I mean, they, they helped with Trevor. Got two on him. He currently has a – what is his QBR? Oh, they don't have it on here? ESPN, of all places, doesn't have it in his main No, state. they don't. You have to go to an actual QBR on ESPN's. You Isn't search, that so bizarre? You, you, just really go, bizarre. you Google ESPN QBR and right, you, you can find – Right, you would think they would put and, it on their stat line. Yeah, 31st and 32nd are Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. 25.0 for Team Law and 22.7 for Wilson. This is such a – like, this happens every year mm-hmm. where the rookie quarterbacks suck. Like, it – but no one's ever. I feel like no one's ever fully prepared for it, and then they start to panic. How about Mac Jones, baby? What's he at? Uh, he's at eighteen. Eighteen QBR. Yeah. No. Uh, yep. Fifty-three. Oh. No, no, eighteen best in the NFL. So about hey. average. Hey, environment and players that surround you matters. How about this, Daniel Jones, top ten. Interesting. He was he was good last Thursday. 
Yeah, he good, was good against a very good defense, and well, got and got and let down. Yards count in right, PBR. it does. Right. And he got let down with the drop. Right in the fourth quarter, that basically cost them the game. They actually, I came out of that Washington game, and even the Broncos Giants game. Yeah, it was a resounding Bronco win, but you can look at like two plays and say if those are different, then the then that thing goes down to the wire. I think the I think the Giants are better than their record shows. I think they're a lot better than the Jaguars, but I think I think the Jag I think the Giants are going to win some games and uh, get some momentum here, even though everything seems chaotic right now. Sam Darnold, the sixth best QBR in the NFL. Wow. Well, what does that say for Adam Gase? No, well. At Ryan Tannehill leaves Adam Gase and uh, becomes a star. Sam Darnold, if he ends up becoming a star in Carolina. Is Adam Gase in the league right now? No. Just keep him out. Keep him away from young quarterbacks. There's not enough good ones already. We can't afford to lose anymore. There was a, a parody story this summer that said that he'd taken a job assisting at some high school in Michigan or something like that. I still oh, wouldn't gosh. support it. What, what, oh, here's, here will be the Adam Gase arc. He, he's, of course, connected with Nick Saban. They, they go back to uh, when Saban was coaching Michigan State and Gase was working on the staff. He will be the next Lane Kiffin, Steve Sarkeesian guy who goes down to Tuscaloosa to kind of rebuild his career working on Alabama offense. I would, I would bet a lot of money that happens in the next 12 to 24 months. Just retire. Just go find a nice beach house somewhere. God, so, you have so much stolen money. Just <laughs> run and hide. <laughs> yeah. What has Mike McCoy done since he got fired by the Cardinals? What's that? He's probably, he probably played, played a bunch San of golf. Diego. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, have we heard? He hasn't. No. I don't think he's coached since. He has not. All right. To put a bow on this segment, punching it in right now. Teddy Bridgewater to win MVP. Ha! Boom. It's in. Let's go. <laughs> the bet is in. <laughs> All right. Uh, what are we, where are we going next here, Zach? Oh, it was over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Yeah, it was where it of was. course it was. But, guys, I got to tell you about our friends over at Manscaped. I mean, we only have a couple of weeks left of you actually mowing the lawn, but it is not too late to get a Manscaped because you guys are going to need the lawnmower 4.0 for the entire summer. While the grass may get a little long, you guys don't want the grass below the belt getting long at all. And so while autumn is in the air, now is the time to get your lawnmower 4.0. And also, you got to pick up the perfect package 4.0 from our friends over at Manscaped, which comes with the crop uh, the crop preserver, which is a ball deodorant, the crop reviver, which is a toner, the performance boxer briefs, which comes with a new travel bag to hold all of your goodies when you're taking care of your own personal goodies. And guys, <laughs> the land or the, the lawnmower 4.0 has advanced skin safe technology, so never are there any mm. you're never hitting a rock, maybe cutting yourself open. Mm. Uh you Jeez, you always that? can see, you know, I'm just trying to bring it back to lawnmowers. Oh. You can always see what's going on down there with their light which turns on and off and guys, wireless charging which helps so much with battery life. This thing never runs out of juice. There you go. Uh also want to give a shout out to our friends at Solace Meds who have smoking hot deals this month. Best part about Solace Meds is you can combine deals. So many places say like, "Oh, you can't use that coupon cuz it's a sale." That's not the way they do it at Solace Meds. So this month, they've got great deals such as 25% off Can America gummies, 20% off strains, tinctures, 25% off rocking cartridges, and 20% off glacier concentrates. Then you take that deal and you say, hey, um, I'm homies with DNVR. I'm using the code DNVR20. And they're like, oh, okay, we'll give you an additional 20% off on top of that. And then you'll be like, isn't there another deal as well? They'll be like, oh, yeah, here you go. You also get a free Solace Bar or King Cone. You just keep stacking deals on deals on deals on deals. 
and get hooked up at Solace Med. So check them out. There's four convenient Colorado locations, including one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, and one just blocks away from the DNVR bar on East Colfax. Some people make all, all stacking all of those deals together dope, especially oh, over, yes. over oh, at Solace Meds. And the, old, the old meaning of yes. dope. So, <laughs> right. See, I, I can't get behind dope as Here a positive term, as a compliment. Because to me, dope is either weed or it's you're a dope you're a moron like that like the, the the raider fan who was moaning about me talking about teddy bridgewater last night on twitter that what? guy's a dope why do you why do you give those people the time of day oh, because sometimes can't. i just need to vent my frustrations <laughs> and sometimes that's that's why but you know what won't frustrate you What's that? Dope. If you get a job working at Ball. Like, Zach, your mm. aunt works at Ball. Yep. yep. Shout out Aunt Julie. Yes. What does Aunt Julie think of the workplace? Loves it. Fan- fantastic. Great place to work. Yeah. Diversity, inclusion, all those top shelf. Bingo. Over at Ball. Other companies talk about these things. Ball makes it a mantra. Their culture culture belonging has been noticed by the Human Rights Campaign, and Ball has a corporate equality index score of 100%. So objectively, your background, whatever that may be, will not prevent you from succeeding there. It's about hard work and commitment, and you can be your authentic self over at Ball. And, of course, Ball is looking for people who have technical and mechanical skills to help them manufacture aluminum cans and bottles like the one inside my koozie right here. Ball has been unstoppable, is unstoppable, and they want a diverse... Unstoppable. There you go. Ah. And unstoppable workforce. So their innovation curve is infinite, just like aluminum. In order to meet global demand for a truly circular packaging system in aluminum, they believe in providing open opportunities for all people and championing innovation is tied to the future. And so you can get in on that. If you're looking for a change in career, looking for something different, text GOLDEN to 77222. And you'll be linked to open positions over at Ball at their plant in Golden. You can also go directly to jobs.ball.com and search for Golden. That's jobs.ball.com. Search for Golden or simply text Golden to 77222 and and be unstoppable at Ball. And if you want your balls to be unstoppable, make sure to use the code DNVR (laughs) over at Manscaped. Forgot to drop that. DNVR, 20% off plus free shipping. Unstoppable. Uh, All right. Let's get to uh, one more super chat here before we jump into the comments from uh, our devoted members. Um, My biggest fan (laughs) chiming in says, uh, my boys, it's my birthday this weekend, and my wife surprised me with tickets to the game. I finally get to stop by the bar for a Breck Brew. You got to come do the full experience. Come to the bar before the game. 10 a.m. is when you got to get here. You'll see us do the tailgate live, the digital tailgate live. Then you'll hop Mm. on the bus uh, you know, you'll do Broncos chants and everything. We'll be blasting music in there. It'll be a party. You can actually take to-go drinks from the bar onto Oof. the bus. Then get down to the DNVR tailgate and have an absolute blast before you go in and watch the Broncos beat the brakes off of the Jets. It's going to be an amazing weekend for you. So uh, get in on that because it's a, it's an insane deal. And it's also going to be the best way to experience a Broncos game. Oh, and the best way to experience a birthday. So happy birthday, my biggest fan. And we'll see you this weekend. We need to get some like English soccer style chants going for Bronco for for the Broncos. Something like uh, players. Uh, they tried doing the song and that It's not a fight. We, they don't need a fight song. No, it's got to come from the stands. It's got to come from the fans. It's got to have that organic feel to it. Right. You know. Yeah, something like your mom's your dad. Yeah. <laughs> for the Broncos? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I can can I curse on this podcast? Go right. Well, right. Uh, no. Sometimes a, you know, it's kind of a family show. 
Okay, all right. Well, I'll just clean it up. And I mentioned this on Twitter, but the way the game was being officiated on Sunday and the fact that it was in Jacksonville, not exactly the garden spot of Florida, I, I, found, I wish that Broncos fans of that game would have yelled, bleep town, bleep refs. Mm. As they do in England. Mm. Yes, yes. I, I wish poop that town poop refs. Poop <laughs> town poop refs. That's it. Doesn't sound as it's good great. with poop as it, it would with the other words. There's a lot of potty talk here. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's jump into the questions. First one comes in from Illinois Bronco. What's up, guys? Super excited to say that I'll be attending my first Broncos game in Denver against the Ravens. A couple of questions. Will you guys be doing a party bus and a tailgate for that game? Yes. Bada party bing, bus boom. and tailgate for every home game. From now until the end of the season. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. um, he says, if yes, can non-members and friends join me on the bus if we get tickets? Another great question. Another one where the answer is yes. Anyone can hop on. Um, hopefully, you can sell them on the good word of becoming a member. Yeah, why don't you just buy your wife a membership and you get that free teddy shirt. You oh, can even keep it for yourself. Great point. If you, you know, like that teddy someone, shirt. Get for you. Right. If you like that teddy shirt, you might as well become a member and get that as your free shirt. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Now's a perfect time. Finally, he says, words cannot explain how excited I am for this trip. See you fellas in a couple weeks. Look forward to it, Illinois Bronco. Next one coming in from Chicago, Bronco 86. I'm loving the start to Teddy's season. And while I'm not ready to crown him the future, it's been a very encouraging start. With Drew, there was a hope of a Josh Allen season. And I was thinking best case scenario with Teddy, maybe a Ryan Tannehill trajectory. Tannehill's breakout year was on pace for 37 touchdowns, 10 picks, and 70% completion, and 4,600 yards for a 17-game season. I was curious whether you guys thought this is a realistic possibility for Teddy and if so you'd be willing to give him a Tannehill contract four years 120 mil also do you think Teddy would take that deal he'd take the deal a eh? yes I think the touchdown total is probably going to be on the high end 37 is that's more, more than, than double two, his best season it's ever. more than it's two, only a game. two a game though I know it's more than two though Teddy like, two tuts. I, I mean just yeah. a little bit more so I mean I, th I think I think I'd like to see Teddy settle at, say, 32 touchdowns, eight picks. A little <laughs> under two. Four to one. So that he, is, was, he was four to one. He was better than four to one in touchdown interception in ratio New in New Orleans when he was nine to two. But that is pretty much this exact yeah. situation with Tannehill at 37 yeah. to 10. And right now, Teddy's on pace for over 5,000 yards, so he could land at 4,600. Um, that is something that you sign him up mm. for. What if is you get a quarterback that does 32 uh, and eight, unless you think that there was some huge fluke to it, which I don't know what that would be. You got to sign him up. Teddy's making two touchdowns a game look so easy right now. Like it feels like he could have had four in the both yeah. of the last two games. Mm -hmm. How has he only ever averaged half a touchdown a game? Craziness. Yeah, it is really, it's really mm -hmm. weird. He looks so much better than that. And again, it goes back to me saying yesterday how wrong, I and many other people were say, were in saying, well, we know what Teddy is. Right. We didn't. He's better. He's better than we thought he was. So maybe twenty eight too. Maybe this is just the perfect scheme and environment for him. I mean, look, you know, we Pat Shermer takes a lot of shots, but he got a season out of Case Keenum that no one saw coming, and that he's never been able to come close to since. So maybe you've just got kind of like that was a perfect scenario for Keenum. Maybe maybe this scheme. This supporting cast is a perfect scenario for Teddy. So what we're saying is Pat Shermer, just the perfect offensive coordinator. I think that's what I just heard from that. Listen, <laughs> Easy. for as hard as I was on him last year, <laughs> he's been really good so far. He's, yes. hit, he's pushing all the right buttons, and, and he's keeping his three-wide instincts in check because 
we saw all those three tight end packages on Sunday and the willingness to pass from out of the three tight end packages, I think is going to make that even more dangerous. Yep. I, I, I love it. What they've successfully passed out of three tight end packages in each of the last two games. It just, he's doing like the simple things that I love. Even when they went three wide, that touchdown to Tim Patrick, mm-hmm. they were through, they might've been four wide in that. Um, but it was Take, great play design. Right, exactly. Take that, the defense away and then come back the other way. It's like the That's um, a classic West Coast play, by the way, that's been used in various forms going back to the eighties. I remember uh seeing Sam Weich call that play with a tight end coming across right. and the flow going in the other direction. Out. And yeah, clear out everybody and he's wide open. Yep. It's it's amazing that that basic play has been around for so long. And it still works amazingly well. Well, and you saw last night the Packers did something that I love too. They had three trips left. They brought them all across, mm-hmm. posts, over outs, and then they bring the running back out, and he's there's no yeah. one over there. Yep. I know. Yep. Yep. On a completely opposite note from the last comment, guys, we have one coming in from Welsh Bronco well, 170. He says, Ryan, Zach, you guys rock, but geez, Louise, let's pump the brakes. It's wonderful to have a winning record, but we've played two trash sides. You know he's Welsh when he calls a team a side. <laughs> yeah. 23 points against the Jags. Sucks. Zach, you even counteract. Contradicted, contradicted yourself but by saying how bad the Jags defense is and then blowing Teddy up to extreme hype. Teddy has been good, but let's see where we are after game seven. Teddy has shown for sure why the coaches picked him, and he does provide a wonderful sense of calm efficiency. But my gosh, let's not start talking new deals. We will still not win the Super Bowl with Teddy. Much love, WB170. Well, well Welsh Bronco, you must have like stop listening right after a point. Ryan and I said we were as high on Teddy as you can be without giving him a new contract. Yep. We're, we're not we're not talking about extending him right now. Um, and uh, make that clear, by the way, because just as people kept we made the, it very clear, yeah, yesterday, because Mace. let's yeah, because let's because there are people who still keep the receipts on those who said Trevor Simeon should get a new contract back in 2017, it's, and they're going to keep the receipts on this. Oh, we one made too. it very clear. Yes, yes. we did we, yeah. exactly. You're as high, we're as high as you can be on Teddy without saying give him a new deal. Mm-hmm. Giving him a new deal net right now one makes no sense. No, two he hasn't earned it yet. So you got to be patient. But again. If you you know you can't wait until you win a Super Bowl to give someone a new deal, or you end up with a Joe Von Miller contract, well, or Joe <laughs> but at the same time you can react too soon. I remember ten years ago, Buffalo gave Ryan Fitzpatrick an extension down the stretch of their season, and that proved to be a mistake in terms of what they invested. So, I mean, I think there's probably more wisdom in waiting until the end of the season. I mean, I could see a scenario where the Broncos are seven and three, eight and two at the bye, and Bridgewater's playing well, and people would really be talking about it. But even then, I'd say, let's let's just hold on a little bit here. Yeah. Uh, again, there's no rush. I'm but consistently there cautious. Is, there, it is possible mm-hmm. to wait too long. Yep. It's definitely possible to mm-hmm. not wait long enough. Yep. Exactly. So that's the job of but a general remember, manager. You have the franchise tag. If you're not sold, if he has a big year, you do have that tag to pay him $28 million for a year and say, all right. It's gonna is be that good, all it would it be? Again. 28 for next that's year? That's what's projected to be for quarterbacks next year. Yes, $28 that's million. A, that's a great deal for the league MVP. It, it certainly would be. <laughs> it certainly would be. Maybe you'll be able to pay for that contract, too. Oh, I might. <laughs> I might be able all right. to. Dan Burke. Hey, guys. So the Broncos 
are favored by 11 points against the Jets this week. They should handle business easily. But I'm reminded back to 2017 when the then 3-1 Broncos were facing an 0-5 Giants team were 12.5-point dogs coming into that week. We know what happened during the game, but I don't have a clear recollection of the lead-up to the game and the fallout afterwards. Can you all refresh my memory on how oh confident God. everyone was and what the meltdowns were like after? Oh, my Damn, God. Damn, why do we have to do this? Honestly, it's kind of fun. I remember... Hmm. Uh, I was listening to the radio, and they had a guest. I think it was honestly the radio voice of the Giants. And he came on and said, Bob Papa, this is going to be an absolute bloodbath. Yeah. The Broncos are going to wipe the field with the Giants. They have no wide receivers. The quarterback's playing bad. They are terrible. They're an awful team. It doesn't matter what the spread is. Just bet it. The Broncos by a million. And I remember being like, wow, if that's the thought over there, right? then this is this thing's over. You know, that was the thing that, like, took me over the edge. And the meltdown afterwards was of epic proportions. Because yep. remember, this yep. is a point in time when, the, when Broncos fans are still hardly removed from top-tier success. You know, now they've seen enough to where people are protect they know how to protect mm-hmm. themselves from this sort of thing um they didn't at that point and the meltdown was severe and the team meltdown was severe as well because literally seven days later they were shut out for the first time in 25 years patriots uh. chargers hard oh right on the road on the 21 nothing yeah that I mean, one it was... got out of control real <sighs> after that yep. it got out of control in a way oh, that God. we haven't seen before or since around here. That's kind of crazy to think yeah. that even in that Chargers game, they were still three and one. Yep. Or no, yeah, no, three and two. And then they lose that. They're three right. and three. They go to Kansas City. That's the Jamal Charles fumble game. Oh boy. And then they go to Philadelphia. At and least they Jamal give up got to play burger. that game. Yes, he did, and he got the ball <laughs> yeah. ripped out of his hands by yep. tiny little Marcus Peters. Yep. Yeah. Mm, brutal. Maybe we can look for some happier days here from uh, from Broncology. He says, if we can split the games between the Ravens and Steelers and take care of business against the Jets, we could be sitting at 4-1 and one with a lot on the line for our first division matchup against the Raiders. I'm a Locke fan, but obviously pleased with Teddy's performance to date. This team and this fan base just needs to win games. What is this? I have no idea, but just go I on. don't know. The future for now, and let's just enjoy the moment. <laughs> oh, I think... Like, screw the future is what he said. Oh, wow. Oh, because okay. I'm looking, I, I see. Think... I see slash division symbol. Yeah. I'm like, this is like my daughter's math lesson. Yeah, yeah I, I thought the same. He goes on and says, I think 10 wins is optimistic ceiling for this team. If we can stay healthy, the Steelers look very beatable. The Raiders look good in September, and everyone could says they could be for real, and they crumble down the stretch. Let's hope week six against Denver is the start of their annual collapse. Thanks for the coverage. Go Broncos. I think it was optimistic, except for the part of a 10-game win ceiling. Yeah. I mean, if they win against the Jets, which they absolutely should, they're only seven games away from that. The ceiling would be much higher. They'd have to go 7-7 and over their final 14 to win 10 games. 500 record against a schedule that still includes... Cincinnati, Detroit. You got obviously tough games, but you got you got Cincinnati, Detroit, Philadelphia, and so you figure. Don't you figure that's three wins right there? And so you have to go four and seven against everybody else. This this second preseason thing is incredibly powerful um, because not only does it create confidence in the fan base, confidence in the quarterback. The team is going to be so confident mm-hmm. coming out of these three games. Again, touch wood, as long as they take care of business against the Jets, that it is just 
the the effects of it will be felt for the entire rest of the mm-hmm. season. And like you said, you have to go 500 against a, a schedule that includes those three teams. Really have to go mm-hmm. four and seven against decent opponents, and they're going to feel like they, whether they're right or wrong, they are going to feel like a Super Bowl contender yeah. if they beat the Jets this week. And they'll be playing that game at home, where the stands will be absolutely on fire. You think it's, you know, Vic was talking about it being lit for the Jets game. If they beat the Jets, you're talking about an old school. Did he say lit? I think so. Some, I don't think he did. Or if they said fired up, maybe. Fired up. Yeah, yeah. What was the quote that he lit up? Lit up. That's what he said. Yeah, lit up. Yeah, he so said so close. Save's gonna okay. Lit up. All right. So if he thinks it's gonna be that way for the Jets, oh. he hasn't he hasn't seen coming to Denver a crowd like the one that would be greeting the Broncos when they when they play the Ravens. It would be. You know, basically, we we were throwing it back five or six years, I think. Yeah, in terms fantastic. of the enthusiasm, I've been having it's a, been pent up. I've been having a bunch of dreams lately about roaring stadiums. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like just getting a little taste of it being back. Now I'm like craving. I'm craving the sound that happens when the Broncos are up six late in the game and the other team is driving and on like third and seven von miller gets a sack yeah it's gonna mm-hmm. be like, huge it's gonna the, explode i have chills right now thinking about this that sound is like the best sound in the world to me there yeah. aren't many players on this team who've really experienced that you yep. because there aren't many guys left from the glory days funny one who does know what that sounds like albeit on the opposite end is teddy bridgewater yeah when he was trying to bring the vikings back in that great 2015 game the teams play yeah well, and I mean, he knows it from being in right. the Superdome and all that stuff. Right. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait. And you're right. This week will be fired up. And if they take care of business next mm-hmm. week, I mean, because of the starvation for good Broncos football, it could be like a level that we really haven't seen since the playoffs of 2015. Right, exactly. I was thinking the Panther game in 2016, yeah. the opener. The opener. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yep. Um, next one from Melvin Bronco says, hi guys. We all know our rushing game needs to lift. How does our offensive line stack up against the Jets defensive line? Will this week be the game we see one or both of our running back duos crack 100 yards and a touchdown? That happened already, right? Um, Melvin? Is he saying both of them together or like both of them individually? He said one or both. Hmm. Get 100 yards yep, and a touchdown. It, it, it already did happen with Melvin. And the Jets running defense uh, has given up back-to-back 100-yard games already. So... To who? Like total rushing yards or? Yes, yes, yes. Total rushing yards. So this is a team that you can run against. You should really be able to do anything you want against them. Yeah, I want to see 150 at least. Total. Total Mm -hmm. between the two. Yep. Yeah, and that's. Do you think they split carries again this week? Yes. Yep. Straight down the middle like the last two? Yeah. Pretty much, yep. And then if Javante once again outperforms uh, Melvin in those opportunities. Do you think then the next week is when he's he gets the nod? Potentially, mm-hmm. I I think they're going to keep this fifty fifty as long as they can. Makes no sense to me, but uh, I trust you. <laughs> I just think that's what they'll do. You're keeping him fresher for the longer haul. But I I would just start keeping to him both from wearing down. Start to you know, p- uh, portion it out a little bit. Mm. You know, you know, last week was thirteen thirteen. This week I'd probably go. Um, fifteen eleven. If it happens again, I'd probably go. You know, seventeen ten. Just slowly start moving them one way because 
I mean, if one guy's averaging four and a half yards a carry and the other guy's averaging two and a half, every time you give the other guy a carry... Of course, Melvin still has the big breakaway, though, among the two of them. He does. So, But without that, he's averaging like two and a half yards a carry. One thing that the Broncos need, though, is, is the line to do a lot better yes. getting these guys space mm-hmm. up front, or else it's not really going to matter who's in there. Uh, unless Melvin's breaking one. But yeah, Javante's look very good, but you need to see the line get two yards of push so that the running back can get two or three more yards, and then you're talking about four or five-yard gains. Next one's from Kirk Smith, 44 just to follow up to yesterday. I bought the shirt for my wife and I. I never <laughs> sit on the same side of the booth as my wife. Also, she's a shirt girl on game day. I'm a jersey guy on game day, so we won't be wearing it at the same time. <laughs> As for the Broncos, I think Ryan hit it on the head yesterday. We need to send more on the pass rush to create more sacks and turnovers. That being said, if we can't keep the opponent below 20 points, then I don't. If we can keep the opponent below 20 points, then I don't care how we get there. I think the same thing. Again, second preseason. I don't think that Vic is showing everything he has on defense yet. I don't Mm -hmm. think he's even close to showing everything he has on defense yet. Yeah, and there's really no reason to. Uh, And you shouldn't do it this week against the Jets either. You're going to need to bring some tricks out. Now, this is going to be showing your own tricks against the Baltimore Ravens, but you're going to have to change up your defense a little Mm -hmm. bit to contain Lamar. Oh, yeah, a a lot of it. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to call an entirely new defense. Yep, exactly. Mm -hmm. Now, Next one from Broncos Only says, what were the extreme measures that the Giants and Jags went to to stop the Broncos running game? Of course, this is referring to Vic saying that the Giants and Jags went to extreme measures. I mean, they filled the box, but I think the extreme measures term is kind of overstating it. Yeah, I do too. A little bit. And I, I think part of it also, the Giants, we know how strong they are in the interior defensive line, and we saw how many matchups that Leonard Williams in particular was winning. And the Jags, do, you know, for all the flaws on defense, they don't have a bad defensive line. And so now you, so you went up against two teams that were probably strongest up front compared to the other lines of defense. In particular, uh, Josh Allen caused a lot of problems on Sunday. So I think, I think some of the extreme measures are just – you've seen some – Pretty good players up front in the last two weeks. You hope that every team continues to go to extreme measures to stop the Broncos' run. Why? Because Teddy Bridgewater leads the NFL in in pass attempts beyond 20 yards, and he's also completing 77% of his passes. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's going to win you a lot of games if you're completing almost 80% of your passes and you're pushing the ball down the field at a higher rate than anyone else. It means that you're creating big plays after big plays. Um, You keep doing it. Keep daring Teddy Bridgewater to do it. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Keep doing it because he's he's balling out right now. And just how much better could he be, guys, if he also gets help from the running game? Now, maybe you're not seeing 328 passing yards, but maybe you are seeing this team put 31 on the board week mm-hmm. in and week out. Mm-hmm. And then, Teddy, while the yards come down, the completion percentage stays up, the passer rating stays up, and the touchdowns yeah. go up. Because instead of getting two or three touchdowns as an offense, you're getting four or five. I'll admit I was disappointed they didn't get to 30 last week. Yeah. and They could have. They could have just run it in at the end. Yeah. You know what? I know you're kind of doing the sportsman-like thing. Just score a touchdown. Urban Meyer doesn't deserve any sportsmanship. Right. Thank you. (laughs) Urban Meyer has run it up on so many helpless college teams (laughs) over the years that I wanted the Broncos to just – Punch it in on them right there. This should have been this should have been a nod to Draymond Jones. It should have just been a. They should have brought Draymond Jones as a full yes. as, a, as a lead back and then given him the ball and let him put or or maybe have him do the Don Terry Poe. It wouldn't st- it wouldn't be the uh, fat jump Tebow. Pass. The jump have 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 him do the jump pass. That would have been 
Oh, chef's yeah. Kiss. I mean, yeah. Like I said, <laughs> Urban Meyer has done nothing to deserve anyone's sportsmanship. Oh, um, and I just, and I had a weekend visiting my parents of hearing how much my mother hates Urban Meyer, like white hot passion. I love that Cannot your mom stand has him. sports takes. <laughs> yeah. Lots of good sports Doesn't takes. like the Jags, does like Teddy. Loves, Loves Teddy, Ted- hates Urban Meyer. Yeah, I mean, I think she's on the right path here, guys. I think so, too. Yeah. All right, uh, if we didn't get to your question today, bring it over to tomorrow. We'll make sure to get to it then. Uh, but for now, that's going to wrap it up. Before we get out of here, shout-out to Green Mountain Dental Group, family-owned dentist group uh, just outside of Denver, probably about 15-minute drive outside of downtown. Easy trek over there, and if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam they're going to hook you up with the free sonicare toothbrush they took care of us they've been a part of the dnvr family they they uh sponsored the podcast throughout the entirety of the pandemic they are great people over there and they're absolutely the place to go if you need any dental work done but for today that's going to wrap it up for us on the dnvr broncos podcast thanks to everyone who listened live hit us with a thumbs up on youtube on your way out we'll catch you tomorrow Take you back one last time